All right, three, two, one. Let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Gym Life Podcast, Fit, Jacked, and Stacked. One show to rule them all. Uh, that's my Lord of the Rings uh, intro for you. Uh, this week I spent the, in- well, not the entire week, although 12 hours to watch Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Um, you guys are probably going, how the fuck did you find time to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Uh, like, we don't have a real life if you're an adult, right? Well, the good news is I have a five-year-old. And he's starting to love to watch the shit that, of course, I love watching or love to watch when I had time to do it. And, of course, now all these superhero movies and everything else, too. Uh, So he got into the Lord of the Rings thing. I rolled with it. He was fine with it. So any of you woke folk out there that want to give me shit for, you know, having my five-year-old watch, like, some sword fighting and stuff, uh, yeah, get bent. I really, honest to God, I already know there's a few people out there going, how dare him let his five-year-old watch guys chop the heads off of orcs uh please are you kidding me you guys know i don't uh, float that way on this show uh my son is going to be just fine trust me myself and most of my friends are or are doing just okay out there watching jaws and all the other shit we watched when we were growing up uh, and he's not going to be any worse off he's going to know the difference between reality and fantasy i can assure you of that but in any case we watched lord of the rings that's probably my 20th time over the course of 20 years or 25 years whenever that show was out and uh it was a lot of fun so uh we just finished up uh what was it uh return of the king tonight or, or earlier today when I, we, I was watching him and uh he had a lot of fun and of course he's asking all these questions and it's getting me all riled up like yeah we can't wait to watch the hobbit now and go into some of these other movies so not that everybody's a big fantasy uh movie watcher out there but boy that's a good one god we can all those of us who appreciate that lord of the rings trilogy uh, I think a lot of gym guys do. I mean, we I think we all kind of relate to that, uh, you know, the the hero quality of that show. Uh, what a great, what a great movie that was, or great trilogy. So, anyhow, that's my intro, right? The Lord of the Rings intro on the Gym Life podcast. Uh, see, I get pretty uh, broad around here with uh, my topic range and how I segue in and out of all this awesome stuff that we got going on in our lifting community, as you guys know, that I'm always excited about every single week when I come back to do a podcast for you guys or an interview or something and i say you guys of course but i do it for myself too and a lot of the stuff that i do here on this show are just things that i think people would be interested in hearing and i think they're also things that are necessary to say and i also want to shed some light on all these great athletes and competitions promotions events and everything else we have going on people places and things within our fitness community I think it's just something that we should all kind of embrace, whether we're a part of the powerlifting, strongman, CrossFit, bodybuilding, Highland Games, everyday gym goers or not. Uh, I think once you enter this community, it becomes a brotherhood and sisterhood that you just never leave. Uh, I, I I, I don't see it ever happening. I don't see it happening with the people that I have gravitated towards all these years. You never hear about one of these guys that buys into this or one of these girls that buys into this fitness community 100% going, yeah, I decided this year I'm just going to retire from it. Like, I'm done with it. Like, I'm just, ah, you know, I put five years in. I'm good. I'm going to move on to something different. It doesn't work like that within our fitness community. And that's what's so special about it. So being able to provide some content that, you know, resonates with everybody because I know it does, right? Even if it's not your thing, uh, it's just fun to do, guys. And And I love to be a part of it in this way as i can right now and hopefully in competition here soon well by the way this weekend we'll talk more about that in a minute but anyhow welcome to gym light podcast and welcome to uh my excitement in doing this shit uh, i tell you guys every single week i get excited about all the stuff that i see out there and i go man i can't wait to talk about that on my show or yeah, i see somebody and i go oh i'm gonna reach out to them and try to get an interview with them or do something special like that or go to an event so I hope all you guys appreciate that because I appreciate all of you. Uh, keep putting in the hard work, of course. And I don't know. Give me some feedback, will you? Because there's always people out there that I don't find. There's always things out there I don't hear or see. And I'm pretty connected to the ear to the pavement here. But, boy, there's just so much going on in our community that all the help I can get from everybody out there is more appreciated than you'll ever know. It really, truly is. I've been getting some great listener questions, some great feedback from the listeners lately. Uh, because you guys are all part of my family, and I appreciate every single one of you. So anyhow, where can we start today? Welcome to the show, right? Live from Gym Life Studios here at the Iron Sanctum. And of course, uh, I want to give that shout out every week because that's my partner at Gym Life Media, Duante Robinson. 
Robertson, he's got a, a gym called the Iron Sanctum that's a part of this facility here. And this room, of course, is just down the hallway from that gym. And he's put together one hell of a facility. He's one hell of a coach and trainer. And I'm lucky to have him on board with me. And, uh, you know, he deals with me to some degree. And I appreciate everything that, uh, of course, he gives to me in return. So uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I can't, can't say that enough. There's a lot of people in my life that I appreciate, uh, and he's certainly one of them. So anyhow, what's new? It seems like we've had some issues in the community lately, haven't we? I think uh, more recently we had that girl that got attacked in her apartment gym. I just want to touch base on that just for a minute because I find it, I find it, well, I'll tell you what comparison I'm making to it. Early on, about two or three weeks ago, I think maybe, maybe a little bit longer than that, you guys remember these uh, viral videos that were going, or one in particular, where a girl was doing some hip thrusts or something. She set her camera up, and in the, in the, in the back of this shot, there was this guy on a treadmill, or I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But he kept glancing over in her direction. And she kept commenting at the camera like it was creeping her out, like the guy was a real creeper, real scumbag or something for looking at her. And, you know, and needless to say, the whole it, it, it was all bullshit, right? I mean, she was obviously saying this stuff, but it didn't resonate with anybody. It actually backfired on her because once this thing went viral, everybody started contacting her saying, you know, quit being a bitch and, you know, get off yourself and all this stuff. And they stood up for this guy saying he's going to do what any other guy in the entire planet would do when there's two people working in a gym or a facility. And he's on a treadmill or he's doing something. You're, of course, going to glance over in the direction of the other person in the gym half a dozen times while you're working out. Who doesn't fucking do that? I'll tell you right now, if I'm on the treadmill and you're working out in front of me, I don't care if you're a guy, girl, you know, fat, skinny, you know, beautiful, ugly. It doesn't matter to me. I'm probably staring at you 10 or 12 times because I'm bored out of my mind. I'm looking around. I'm trying to entertain myself to some degree between sets. Or on a treadmill for 30 minutes. So that's just all a bunch of bullshit. When I when I saw that viral video come out and I saw the way people were reacting to it, shutting this girl down and just saying, just stop all this bullshit. I really kind of made me proud. I'm like, good, good for our community because we're not going to tolerate that kind of shit. You know, go somewhere else. And then this thing happened with this Natasha Alma uh, the other day. Uh, I think it was like only a, within a few days ago. She was uh, assaulted in her apartment gym which is a rather big apartment gym, by the way. I didn't, it didn't even look like an apartment gym, but needless to say, regardless of where it was at, she was in this facility by herself, and this guy was in there, and uh, it showed him come up to her and essentially try to assault her or, or, or you know, whatever his motive was. And he come to find out his motive was, as he told the police, he was attempting to rape her, by the way. And she fought him off, and Natasha kicked his ass. I mean, this girl was relentless. Obviously, she's in terrific shape. Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness she had the ability to do this because this guy was, I mean, he wasn't giving up. I mean, he he stayed with her and tried to, you know, get control of her for quite some time during this video. And there's coverage of this because the cameras were, uh, you know, on and it's very vivid. It's, 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 of course, you hear about these stories and you try to visualize them. And, you, of course, we can never do it, right, the type of emotion that's involved in that. But when you watch this video and you watch Natasha fight this guy off, boy, you really feel it. And. Um, obviously, you're cheering her on at the same time, but it really hits home and you go, wow, that's just devastating, uh, you know, that that could happen to somebody. And there's guys out there that would would attempt to assault women like that. It's just, oh, it's just hard to watch. It really was. But then at the same time, you're like cheering her on and grateful that she was able to fight this fucking asshole off. Uh, but, you know, it kind of made me think, you know, like, you know, she had a real incident with somebody, a real creeper, right? A real degenerate, uh, somebody that was going to attack her, uh, attempt to rape her. And then you've got this other idiot, this girl that posts a viral video up of a guy across the gym who's not doing anything but glancing in her direction. And we're going to call him a creeper or some type of, uh, you know, degenerate or asshole for what he was doing. You know, that's what I'm getting at here. Drawing these comparisons about what a real tragedy is or something that's happening that, you know, we can all go, oh, God, that's awful. That's terrible. And then we look at something like what she was trying to claim was terrible for her. I mean, that's called a reality check right there. And I hope as shitty as she felt about that video, once people started watching that TikTok video go viral and not being on her side about giving that guy shit for staring in her direction, 
I hope that chick right now is looking at this other video going, I really feel like a piece of shit now because she should. And somebody needs a reminder of that. Matter of fact, somebody needs a reminder of that quite frequently leading, going on here for a while because uh, we don't need people like that in our space. Listen, guys, I'm fully aware that, you know, there are these incidents that take place within the, the real world. I get that. I'm not living in a fantasy land here. But there's some innocence to all this stuff at the gym as well. You know, and, and guys would make fun of, oh, how do you pick up a girl in a gym? Or how do you, you know, we've all kind of had our fun with that over the years, you know, and, and said things anecdotally or made sort of facetious comments about it or, you know, made fun of it a little bit, you know, and understand that it's just kind of a part of the culture to some degree. Because I think as we move forward more and more in this woke community that we're a part of, I hate when it starts seeping into our gym lives. Because it's not who a lot of us are. Matter of fact, the majority of us, a great, great majority of us understand the levity of all that. It's not, you know, something that feels threatening to us or should feel threatening. And I'm not trying to speak on anybody else's behalf. I, I speak with women in the gym all the time. I speak with them about this very topic. And they're realistic about it. It's just, it's a part of our culture when it comes to meeting people now, right? You don't meet them in the bars or or, you know, at these other places anymore, the gym and the gym culture has become a, a place where people interact on a lot of different levels. And maybe you, some guys have taken an opportunity to talk to a, a girl or vice versa and perhaps try to start, you know, a casual relationship with them or other. I mean, I'm not knocking any of that. Nobody else should either. I get it. If, if, if somebody is like violating you in some way, not listening to the words that come out of your mouth and trying to force themselves upon you physically or, or, or just in your space, absolutely 100%. Nobody would ever disagree with you that there's no place like that for that within the fitness community at all. But when it comes to just sort of glancing at somebody because you think they're good looking in the gym or maybe you don't or the other person might assume that or not, is that really a big deal? And, and the answer is no. I think you, most of you would agree with me. It's ridiculous, honestly. And I hope we don't get to the point where, you know, it, it becomes sort of that thing now as people are filming themselves that they pick this sort of up in the back, the back, you know, background of all these videos. Go, oh, look at this asshole staring at me. Look at this asshole or look at this girl or look at that guy. There's just no place for any of that. I got a better idea. How about remove your fucking camera from the gym entirely? Don't film your workouts anymore. Don't film yourself, you know, doing these movements and doing all this other, you know, whatever it is you're doing in the gym. If you got such a problem with other people watching what you're doing, don't do it anymore. Let's remove cameras from the gym. I think we should anyhow. I get it. It's not going to happen in the real world, but it's all a bunch of bullshit. Certainly, if it's not going to start, it should never start any trouble. And ultimately, I think that's what's kind of happening now is people are taking these videos and kind of dissecting not what they're doing, but what everybody else is doing while they're doing that or trying to interpret the way people are looking at them now. I mean, really, have we got that far? Uh, it's so ridiculous. Uh, there you go. Off on a rant to start the show. Fun show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, here I go. You're welcome. Uh, C4 today. Nope. No water today. C4. It's 7 o'clock at night. I'm recording the show because I said I finally got to get one done. It's been a busy week. And, uh, of course, this weekend I'm off to War of the North. And War of the North uh, is, of course, you guys know this. It's the first comeback strongman competition of my a new strongman uh, competition life. I mean, I've been 10 years off plus, and uh, I put some time in training, new hip replacement, cancer, blah, 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 all that shit. You guys know more about me than I probably needed to tell you or you care to hear, but I'm ready to start competing again. I'm looking forward to it. So it's been a long time, man, and I am so excited about getting back into a full competition. I've done, you know, I've done some other stuff, qualified for OSG, and I did the, uh, I did the uh, Static Monsters, and I did a charity event that had three events in it, but never a five-event show in three hours. So you know how the, a lot of us out there, the strongman community, how our bodies respond to that's a big deal, uh, you know, because we put it through a lot of stress in a very short period of time when these contests move at a, a good clip, like I'm expecting George's contest to move. So do I have some, uh, you know, some anxiety built up over it? Nah, not really. I, listen, I... I'm a pretty good, I'm a, I'm a gamer, you know, I'm going to get out there, give it all I got. Am I curious how my body's going to respond to it? Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. That's a little bit of the unknown for me, but I'm certainly ready to rock and roll and get that done. Uh, but I am going to live stream that event. 
So multitasking, right? Probably not the smartest thing to do at my first show back, but I feel confident enough to get it done. Duante's going up with me. Uh, we're going to have some fun up there, and we're going to live stream this event free to everybody out there. And, and I encourage you, uh, if you don't watch it live, to get back on the Gym Life Media YouTube and watch this event uh, because what George Bullard, again, is doing up there is groundbreaking when it comes to strongman promotions. It's the type of uh, set that he's building there, the light show, the DJ, the whole scene uh, t- from uh, you know beginning to end and everything he's doing up there in between uh, is going to be really groundbreaking when it comes to strongman promotions and and the way maybe some promoters can start kind of going outside the lines a little bit in their promotions, having a little bit more fun with them from time to time. And I get it. It's more serious than that. And what George is doing up there is more of a, a give back to the strongman community local with a really fun show, 21 and over, having some drinks in there for the for the spectators of course for us afterwards he's throwing a big after party at the same facility so this is just a lot of kind of fun that is including our small community here in the great lakes and his way of saying thanks to everybody with a cool competition and something i think that would probably resonate with a lot of communities out there and a lot of promoters uh so that's why i encourage you to get on and watch this live stream and uh, hopefully we can get some pretty good angles for you there's gonna be a lot of smoke and lights and that kind of stuff so it's hard to say what or how we're going to pick everything up, but I guarantee you you'll get uh, some of what's going on up there through what we're going to try to bring to you with that live stream on YouTube. And we'll also commentate it as well. I'll probably be jumping back and forth between uh, events, back to the kind of commentating with whoever it is we get in place to do that commentating, maybe giving you some of my live feedback of how I'm feeling and how the show is going and try to lend to that energy a little bit as to what you guys might be seeing on that live stream. So tune in, uh, Gym Life Media. That's this Saturday at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. That's the War of the North live stream. Uh, we'll have all that for you for the whole night there, up till 9 o'clock. Anyhow, of course, cameras go off when the real party starts. So, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that. I actually got uh, I got my blood blood work done the other day. And worth mentioning because I was going to – I posted a picture on Instagram – actually didn't do it necessarily for this show. It just the timing of it was kind of perfect. And uh, I encourage everybody out there, listen, it, if you're in the fitness community or in the gym and you're, I don't know, I want to say older, it could be any age for that matter. It doesn't even matter. Get your blood work done. <laughs> you, you just need to get it done. And I know a lot of people out there go, well, listen, I don't do any gear or I'm not on steroids or I don't do this or do that. So why do I need my blood work done? Because you do, because there's still other things going on in your body that you want to make sure are, copacetic and and there's nothing off that you can a you're going to be okay you're not going through something maybe you don't know you're going through because your blood work your cbc uh will tell you a lot that blood panel lets you know a lot what's going on with your body before you even know what's going on sometimes which is never a bad thing Uh, i know for a lot of us we're hypochondriacs like we don't want to know it's only going to make us worry but trust me get your blood work done and then certainly if you're supplementing or if you're running gear or that sort of thing it's it's a necessary part of it and if you're not doing it then then quit fucking running gear. I mean, just stop it because you've got to do it the right way if you're going to do it at all. And I'm not, hey, listen, teach their own out there. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do. And I won't judge you either way either, other than the fact that if you're going to do something, you need to do it right. And getting your blood work done is a part of that. And listen, I'm not the only one preaching it out there. So many guys nowadays preach that because it's been a part of our culture now with this supplement and all this different stuff that's available, not just steroids, by the way. You got peptides and all this other stuff that getting your blood work done is so vital into making sure a you're doing okay, you know, on your, just in a general homeostasis sense. And then of course, anything you're putting into your body, whether it's supplements you're taking over the counter or other that you're going to be in check and you're not going to hurt yourself. Uh, and again, you don't have to be on gear to do that. So I had my blood work done. I also gave blood. Uh, that's a part of my treatment and I'll give you a perfect example why you guys need to get your blood work done, if you're not, even if you're not running anything. Um, I have hemochromatosis, and some of you might know what that is out there right now. Hemochromatosis is a blood disorder. It's a genetic blood disorder. And what it is, it is my body doesn't have the ability to shed iron. Iron is something we, we, right, it, we, we put it into our bodies through consumption or whatever. Dirt uh, has iron in it, and food has iron in it. So when it enters our body, our body uses what iron it needs to use, and then it gets rid of the rest of the iron. Well, my body doesn't get rid of iron. It actually holds on to it. 
the real Iron Man here, right? Anybody with hemochromatosis, you are the real Iron Man or woman. Uh, so high iron can affect you in a lot of ways down the road, particularly when you get older, it can cause a lot of issues with arthritis, joint issues, and other types of ailments and morbidities. But more, more importantly, if you're supplementing or if you're running testosterone, let's say, like I am, that testosterone or any other supplement or steroid for that matter could directly impact your hemocrit and your hemoglobin when it comes to how thick your blood is. You guys have heard this, how thick your blood is. And when your blood gets too thick, over 55%, right, red blood cell, um, that's when you can run into a lot of different issues with, well, stroking out, uh, having issues with blood clotting. Uh, there's a lot that can happen that could affect you negatively when you have uh, sludge blood or, or thick blood or uh, real high um, real high red blood cell count. Uh, we've heard it on, on fall under a bunch of different categories, right, through conversations with our friends at the gym and other people within the fitness community. And I, you will get that with high iron. It'll, it'll completely fuck your red blood cell count up. High iron, of course, it, 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 as your body accumulates it, your hemocrit will naturally rise. So you can be really high in red blood cell count, really high in hemocrit, and never have touched a supplement or a drug that, uh, you know, that influences that. So by default, you're thinking, well, I, I'm, I'm going to be fine because I don't take this or I don't do this or I don't do that. Well, if you've never been diagnosed or been, been tested for hemochromatosis, you don't know that. Uh, perfect example is my brother. When we found out we had it, uh, my brother's got it too. It actually takes both parents from European descent, by the way. Uh, it's, a, it's a Caucasian thing. You need a Caucasian, both parents from European descent, both have to have this gene in order to give it to their kids. So if mom has it, dad doesn't, or dad has it, and mom doesn't, you can't get it. So both of them have to have it. Just so happens both of my, my mom and dad have it. So my brother and I both got it. Um, so when he got checked, uh, he gives blood monthly and the guy doesn't, he's never lifted a weight in his life because his hemocrit gets so high that he gives blood to change his oil out every month to lower that, uh, you know, uh, that hemoglobin in his body. So, and, and by the way, most people out there started doing that. It becomes a thing now, right? You go to the Red Cross, cross you give blood, just change it out kind of thing. Uh, and that's why a lot of people do that because they lower that red blood cell count or the, in our case, we lower the iron which affects that, and then we're able to get it back under, you know, a certain number. Now, some people out there would argue 55% isn't accurate. That's a Western medicine thing, right? It covers the whole gamut of people out there, 55% under, uh, as far as your levels of red blood cell count goes, or hemoglobin. Um, yeah, that's probably true, right? Uh, they say if you work out or if you're in good condition and you're physically fit, uh, and again, from working out or running or whatever it is, lifting weights, generally your your parameters change slightly. You can go a bit higher in percentage than just maybe like a sedentary person, like my brother who doesn't really do any physical fitness. Uh, I could probably get away with a couple, two, three, four percent higher than he could, maybe even higher than that. Some speculate, but why bother, right? Because if you have that condition or you know that your hemocrit. Uh, is being directly affected by something you're doing or something that you have, like hemochromatosis, then why even play the game, right? It's not, there's no point in trying to push the envelope and see how high you can get your red blood cell count, uh, 60%, 65%, so on. It, there's no point. Now, some would say, well, fuck, that's, that means more oxygen in the blood. That means more oxygen in the muscles. I've heard, all, I've heard it all, guys. I, I'm not so sure that's worth it. Listen, if you're not getting the job done in every other way, when it comes to lifting and trying to be whatever your goals are and being fit, I can assure you right now it has little to do with the oxygen in your red blood cells. I can tell you right now you're not getting the job done somewhere else. Now, I get it. There could be guys, and you've heard these stories, of guys wanting that on a pro level in bodybuilding because it might help them 1% or a half percent. Okay, well, listen, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, pro bodybuilders are on a different level altogether with everything they do in their lifestyle uh, all the way around. So I don't know exactly, you know, what that means to the other 99.9% of us, but for the most part, all of us, I should even say for the most part, hundred percent, all the rest of us need to make sure that we keep these things in check to avoid any type of, you know, complications with our health. 
Uh, and that's a big one right there, a really big one. Because if you look at a lot of the tragedy that happens within our community, uh, even the things that are outside of the pro community and bodybuilding and other uh, pro communities, just with our normal people, normal people in the fitness and our gym lives that work out, a lot of things that could have been, or a lot of things could have been avoided through just getting simple blood panels done. And that's why I encourage you all to do that. So oh, that was a long way to say I got my blood panel done. Got it done, CBC, changed my oil, of course, uh, which is just giving blood. I gave 500 uh, milligrams of blood, right, to lower that uh, hemocrit down. And then, of course, I get my treatment since I'm post-cancer. I get a treatment of uh, Rotussin. Some of you guys might know what that is out there if you've uh, dealt with people or yourself that's had cancer. Uh, it's just that it helps my immune system fight my B cells in my body because I can't rid myself of my cancer. It really never goes away. Uh, it represses the fuck out of it uh, to the point where I can still live a good life providing nothing crazy happens. And I keep you know, pushing this stuff back with a healthy lifestyle, healthy choices, and a little extra help, you know, from, from our friends medicine or from, from our friends with medicine, right? The Western, you know, Western medicine in general, I don't always knock it guys. I'm very thankful for the treatment I got and how I'm doing it now. But in any case, uh, I had that done as well. So I call it gamma radiation. I feel like a million bucks. I don't know why it's probably all on my head because I got everything right. All my numbers are correct. My CBC was correct. I got my treatment, so I know my B cells are being beat down right now. I don't have to worry about this cancer sneaking back up, Bobby. Knock on wood. Uh, and then, of course, I had given some blood, which got that hemocrit a little bit lower. So I'm ready to rock and roll. War of the North, here I come. Yeah, whew, boy. Here I go, guys. This is a ramble session, right? I'm going to keep you all entertained with, fuck it, I don't even know anymore. I'm just going to keep talking. Drink a C4. It's C4 today, not water. It's late. And I have to get through another three hours of uh, this podcast. I'm kidding. It's not going to be three hours. Hell no. Not going to be three three hours at all. Uh, powerlifting. Let's jump into that. The Ghost uh, Clash uh, this weekend down in Miami, Florida, I think it is. Uh, Ghost Clash 2. Uh, it, it is one of the biggest powerlifting events in the country. Right up there with... Uh, the American Pro from last year. A few powerlifters know all about that. Big names, of course. Uh, Derek Thistleway, John Hack, Hussam Atea, or Sam Atea, who's a buddy of mine or a friend of the show. Uh, and uh, from Michigan, of course, he's an elite world guy himself. Uh, of course, uh, Jason Legrand, uh, Denise Herber, and, and Andrew House. Um, these are some of the biggest names within the powerlifting community doing some really sick stuff. I'm talking 600 dot scores. 2,000, 2,500 pound totals, close to 3,000 pound total, guys. Uh, they're going to live stream this event. And if you go to the Ghost Clash on Instagram, uh, there's a link there, and it's a free live stream. The venue looks badass. The competitors there are all top of the food chain. I mean, these people are amazing at what they do, um, all different shapes and sizes. And let's just say that uh, you will be pretty motivated after you watch these guys pull push the weight they're going to be doing out there. And uh, it's available, I think, all weekend on the live stream. That's uh, ghost, the Ghost Clash at IG. So check that out. I think that's worth pointing out, and I wanted to make sure you guys knew about that. Um, the Arnold is coming up real quick. And uh, it's, what, two weeks away now? One, two, uh, three weeks away anyhow. And uh, that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so much going on at the Arnold. And I had a chance today, if you guys haven't seen it yet, because when this comes out tomorrow, it was actually yesterday, uh, Wednesday, uh, Monica Brandt got a hold of me and wanted me to co-host or asked me if I would co-host an uh, interview with her with Samson Dot uh, Da Dadu Dada. Samson, I'm getting it wrong again. I, it's D A U D A. I think it's it's Dada or Duda. Fuck, I'm just crushing it now. He's gonna hate me. I'm sure he probably gets it from everybody, but I used to call him Dado Samson Dado. But in any case, uh, he was number six at the Olympia this year. And he was, uh, oh boy, this guy was just bigger than life on stage. He's six foot tall. He weighed about 296 pounds going to the Olympia. Fantastic uh, bodybuilder. I uh, had a chance to interview him, and he is one hell of a person, too. He's an amazing person, really. And some of the things that he was saying and his appreciation for the sport, uh, his family, uh, his girlfriend, Mel, of course, uh, and just the fans in general and how he's fallen in love with the sport, simultaneous to him sort of, you know, just really 
you know, excelling to the top of the sport so quickly because he started training in 2015. And now he's like at the top of the food chain. Uh, and rightfully so, if you look at this guy's physique, uh, it's next world stuff. I mean, it's it's just out of this world, really. Uh, he's right up there with the top three at the Olympia. Some would argue he should have been in that top three. And I could tell you the package that he's bringing to the Arnold Classic this year, as you guys know, I'm a fan of his, um, it's going to be better than the Olympia. Uh, the before and after photo on his Instagram page of where he was at three weeks out from the Arnold this time last year to now, uh, it's night and day. And uh, this guy is in it to win it. Mark my words, he will win the Olympia in the next three years. He will Olympia. Uh, you're not stopping this guy. And he's going to be there a while once he gets to the top uh, because nobody looks like this guy does. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And I love the opportunity to interview him uh, with Monica. We had a great chat, a lot of fun. You can go to the Monica Brandt Show uh, YouTube page, and you'll see that interview in its fullest. Uh, really fun to watch that and uh, or fun to do that. I hope you guys have a good time listening and watching that as well. He is He's just a shining light. This guy's really awesome, and it was a pleasure uh, doing that interview. So, uh, the Arnold, what else is going on over there? We have, uh, I have two friends that are competing in the Arnold Highland Games. Uh, one of them is Eric the Giant Spence, and the other one is Cam Newkirk. They took first and third, respectively, last year. They're back again to compete. I think, I want to say Eric's probably doing the pro show this year because he won the Arnold Amateur Highland Games last year. Uh, Cam, of course, took third, looking to take first. I got to have Cam on the show. Uh, Cam is just a young guy in his mid-20s, and he's transforming right before my eyes. Uh, this dude is getting bigger and badder at six foot three. Both these guys would make incredible strongman competitors someday, and I'm trying to talk him into it, and I will. Uh, I know Cam is pushing the weight heavy right now. He's transforming his body. He's looking fantastic. And, of course, Eric's a giant. He's six foot nine, six ten. Uh, he's as big as Thor, and he, too, has thrown around some weight. I've watched some of their stuff on Instagram more recently. And yeah, they're not playing around. They're they're having some fun with some heavy weight, and it only takes a little bit to get bit by that bug, doesn't it, guys? Uh, Cam and both Cam and Eric, when I talked to them over the summer, when I was competing with them in Highland Games, they uh, didn't show much interest. Yeah, yeah, we're you know we'll get to it kind of thing, or this is kind of what we do. And and then uh, before you know it, they're pushing around some weight, and you can tell they're falling in love with it. So I have a feeling their story uh, is being written right now in the strength sports. And both those guys, we may find doing some other things within our community, whether that's powerlifting or strongman or both. And they're going to be capable and they're going to be a couple big, young, fun names to watch because both these guys are giants. I mean, when Cam stands next to Eric, he looks tiny, right? Because he's six foot three. Uh, but again, if I stood next to Cam, Cam looks giant over me because I'm 5'10. The guys, both of them are amazing and they're great, great young guys. They work hard too. So I uh, just wanted to give them a quick shout-out because uh, they're going to be there competing this weekend. And I'll see them. I'm actually going to go down there for five days. I'm going to help uh, ADL Live out um, doing their live streaming. It's more of a behind-the-scenes thing this year for me at the Arnold, which I really appreciate because uh, Don Souza, of course, with ADL Pro, uh, ADL Live, they uh, are live streaming the biggest events in the country, Shaw Classic, Arnold Classic. Uh, they're going to be doing several more shows internationally. Uh, they're doing, uh, I think, Metal Militia this year, arm wrestling, melee fight championships in Austin, Texas. Uh, Don is doing everything everywhere globally. And uh, I'm lucky enough to uh, have Don as my mentor when it comes to some of this technology that's involved with all the stuff that I love to do. And uh, I, I can't thank him enough for taking me under his wing and teaching me that side of the business. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun. So he actually invited me down there to be a part of the ADL crew to live stream this event with him, uh, which is the entire Arnold Classic. I think that we're going to have three or four of the stages that ADL is going to live stream there, including the bodybuilding, including, of course, the strong men, strong women, uh, some of the educational pieces, uh, some of the seminars, of course. Uh, I haven't got to see the full itinerary yet, but it'll be three jam-packed days of live streaming for that event. And you know, if Don and ADL are doing it, of course, I get no credit for this. I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to be doing the legwork or, or all the heavy lifting, I should say. But you know, the way Don sets this up for all of his events, uh, it's going to be top notch. 
It's going to be a much better live stream than what the Arnold had last year. And that's exactly what they were looking for when they hired ADL. And good thing they found them because there is nobody better. Uh, and I say that unbiasedly. I think we all know and we appreciate those of us out there that have watched ADL's live streams. Uh, they don't get any better than ADL. They do a great job. Um, and over the years, they've gotten better and better at what they do. And Don's perfecting his craft, not just for the sport of strongman, uh, which we know in powerlifting, which he started out doing, but now he's gone on to the next level with events like uh, the Melee Fight Championships, which, oh, by the way, is not an easy thing to uh, to uh, record to film or to put live is a is a uh, MMA fight, uh, which is just awesome too. So uh, he's doing a lot of fun stuff, and I'm uh, again real proud to be a part of that with Don. Uh, so yeah, anyhow, five days worth of stuff for me down there, and one of my things I'm going to do down there, of course is uh, on my downtime, see as much as I can see to get back to you guys and report back to you what I'm seeing, of course. Probably do some podcasting. I'm thinking about setting it up in my room down there or somewhere that I can get into maybe a gym or something and uh, maybe get some interviews with some people or coming and going throughout the community down there. Uh, that would be a ton of fun. I'm, I'm not exactly sure logistically if that's even possible, but I could certainly lend my ears and eyes to everything down there to be able to bring back some good stuff for all you guys, from what I've seen kind of at the ground level and behind the scenes there, working with ADL, uh, I do know I'm going to drink with Isaac Mays. Uh, Isaac Mays is, uh, of course, the Clash winner last year, ready to hit Clash of the Coast this year uh, out in South Carolina as the as the uh, reigning champion. Uh, I talked to Isaac. I know he's going down there. Uh, Melissa Peacock's competing in the pro, which, of course, he's Melissa's significant other. Thomas is uh, Hannah Lindsay's significant other, and I know Thomas – Isaac and myself, I'm going to wrangle them up somewhere down there for a night of uh, good fun and beer drinking. So I'm looking forward to that because I hear Isaac's the guy that is really tough to beat in that contest. Uh, he can throw him back, and I'm looking forward to maybe seeing what I got compared to Isaac. That's been a while. I'm a little rusty, but I'm a, I'm a pretty good beer drinker. I'm not going to lie. All right. I'm a good C4 drinker tonight too. So, yeah, speaking of Clash, I brought that up. You know, you guys, I did this uh, – show about a week ago that was kind of like my best strongman promotions uh in the united states or what i thought they were and i gave you a lot of reasons i won't go too far into it but clash was one of the shows that i put on there uh that everybody to keep an eye out for because clash is getting bigger and better this year uh, under new management of course but in any case uh the athlete list at that show uh is just fantastic and uh Isaac, of course, is a re, re, uh, he's the reigning champion down there at Clash from last year. Uh, he's he's getting ready to go compete there as his first contest since actually. So uh, he's rested up and ready to go. Uh, also, some other big names down there. Matt McKeegan uh, is coming all the way for, over from Ireland, who took third on the podium last year. Uh, Andrew Clayton, of course, who won OSG, is going to be there. Um, so this again is going to be the who's who's of the 105 class internationally maybe not as big internationally as it was last year but certainly as a 105 show in the united states this is where the true king is crowned uh i think a lot of us would even argue uh you winning the 105 class of clash is bigger than winning osg and andrew clayton would tell you oh i'm only king if i win both uh, and he's the kind of guy that i think is going to give isaac a run this year so that is going to be a really fun contest to watch I've talked to Tyler Purdue. I'm really trying hard to get down there to be a part of that show. There's just so much going on, of course. We're close. I'm, I'm really close to trying to figure that out. Uh, of course, I'll probably reach out to my community and try to find somebody to go down there with me this year. But as many of you know, uh, that failed miserably last year. You know, I couldn't find one person in the strongman community in Michigan last year to drive to clash with me. I get it. I, I waited to the last minute to buy a plane ticket, just like I did this year. So I'm just going to drive. Uh, and to, for somebody just to come with me to share a room to go participate or to spectate the show, couldn't find anybody. So shame on you, Great Lakes community, you bunch of strong men, strong woman haters, bunch of pretenders. Come on, somebody take a few days off going on to clash with me. Let me know who it is. Get a hold of me. DM me on IG. So uh, I did have a couple questions too. <sighs> really all over the board with this today, guys. My goodness. Uh, maybe I'll even scrap this whole episode. Who knows? Jeez, oh, Pete. Um, I had a couple questions, and I think they're both. One's a question, one's a comment. The question I got was, 
um, how do I find sponsors? And I think this is a pretty, pretty good question. I think for a lot of us out there, especially, well, everybody for that matter, I don't even think it matters if you're talking about a sponsor for a pro athlete or an amateur athlete anymore because the cost of competing is so difficult that we often create our schedule around what we can afford, not necessarily what we want to do or the type of shows we should be participating in or could be, I should say. You know, I think a lot of us who want to go to nationals that qualify for nationals, for instance, don't go to nationals because they just can't afford it if it's not in their backyard. Or a show like Clash, if you're a 105er, you know, it's got a family at home and you're working a nine to five and you're just, you know, things are tight, especially with inflation and all this stuff, right? I don't have to go into the explanation of all that for you guys. You know what I'm talking about. So this guy got a hold of me and he says, hey, a friend of mine, actually. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm really trying to get to nationals. That, that was what he wanted to do. I'm just trying to figure out how I can afford to do it. What would you recommend I do like to find some sponsors? And, uh, you know, it took me a couple seconds to kind of think about this because I, th- I thought about it simply because the word sponsor isn't probably the right word to use, right? Because we're, we're not really ever going to find sponsors out there. Even the best athletes don't find sponsors. There are a few sponsors out there that actually cover the cost of anything. Um, they all sort of throw this affiliate stuff in your face nowadays, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with affiliate marketing or affiliate athlete people that are affiliates of these supplement companies and things with their 10% discount codes and stuff. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that to some degree. Although I think it waters down the industry. And I think what it does is it gives these companies a real easy way out. Say they're kind of supporting the community, but they're really not. Giving somebody a discount code doesn't support the community. Matter of fact, if you don't use that product yourself, there's really no point in being an affiliate for it. So I encourage all you out there to, before I answer this question, if you're an affiliate, per, a person who's associated with the company through an affiliate code, if you don't use that product, if it's not a part of what you're about, what you're doing, and what kind of your consumption is, don't bother doing it. it, it, it first off, affiliate programs water down this whole idea of sponsorships because it gives these companies a real easy way out when it comes to how they put their money and what they put it into. And it's kind of all a little bit of a shell game. Anyhow, you don't think you're getting 10% off and you really don't listen. They don't think that stuff's built into their price. I I probably never get a sponsor on the show for telling you this, but it's, it isn't, it is built to the price. It absolutely is. And it's a really easy way out for these companies because they can get a thousand people with a 10% off affiliate code and you do all the legwork for them, and then they'll give you a 10% of the sales. See how the, how this all adds up, guys? You don't think this is built in? They give you 10% of the sales, and a lot of times, you can't even get that in cold, hard cash. You're getting that simply in product in money to purchase their product or an allowance to purchase or a credit to purchase their product through you selling their product or giving the affiliate code out to people that you know on your social media so listen it's like it's perfectly set up for these businesses of course but for you it's not there are very few people out there that are making any headway in this affiliate game because you're one person reaching out to you know hundreds or thousands in any case less than one percent of one percent of the general public even buy through affiliate codes by the way so if your following's not in the millions you're really not you're not really collecting or cashing in there and these companies that get these people to do the affiliate codes for them well shit they'll get a thousand of them and then they're guaranteed to have that type of success they want because ultimately they just give their affiliate code out to anybody who asks for it so unless you're consuming this product and you get a little kickback from it that allows you to maybe get more than 10 percent off of what product you're consuming whether that's a supplement or clothing or stuff that you buy, why the fuck are you doing it? It makes no sense. And if you're doing it because you want to tell everybody you're a sponsored athlete, stop. You're not. Nobody believes that shit. Just because you get a 10% discount code from Axe and Sledge 
doesn't make you a sponsored athlete. You are not a sponsored athlete. If you have to purchase your product from these companies, you have to spend your own money. You are not a sponsored athlete. Now, I get it. There are some companies that will sponsor athletes that give them affiliate codes as well. Yeah, sure, I get that. Oftentimes, the arrangement maybe isn't an annual check, although it depends on how high your status is in the program. You can do that. Some people do are very successful uh, with having sponsors because they're, well, they're successful pros. Other pros, however, or other high-level athletes probably get things worked into their negotiation, meaning they'll get a discount code, they'll get X amount of product per month, maybe two or $300 worth of product, maybe less, maybe more in some cases, where they can pick and choose the product they want so they have an allowance. They get a 10% discount code, so if somebody buys through them, they might get a little kickback check. And then, of course, if they perform well, right, these are performance bonuses now, if they make the podium or they make the top 10 or if they're going to compete at four shows this year, it's built right into their contract like an NFL player or a baseball player or any one of these professional athletes on the other side of sports that they get bigger bonuses according to their performance. That's a sponsored athlete. That's generally what you're going to see out there nowadays. These are things that the, the, the business community is doing now to kind of ensure that not only are they getting the right person because ultimately they don't want to invest in a loser. They don't. I can, hey, listen, you can be a great person all day long, but if you're not performing and all eyes aren't on you, you don't create any value for these companies. So they essentially, A, they'll get you there because you're a good person, but ultimately you're going to have to perform or do something for them to, to, to see their value in you. Uh, so for the large swath of the fitness and competitive population, the idea of a sponsorship does not exist. It doesn't exist. Matter of fact, if you're waiting for one, even through performance, because I know some top-level athletes that have never even sniffed a sponsorship before, and you're waiting for it, and, and you can't put yourself in that top 1% of 1%, uh, it's never going to happen. And if you think you're going to solicit those people for it, it's never going to happen. Unless you happen to be the best friend of a supplement company or somebody you know works there, that somehow you can find your way in the back door. Uh, yeah, the idea that you're going to be a sponsored athlete is just silly. So give it up. Please give it up. And I'm not saying that because I'm doubting anybody out there. I'm saying that simply because if you understand that first and you go into plan B or another solution, you're going to be better off once you convince yourself of that. Like, listen, I'm probably not going to find it this way, so I have to find it in another way. And then maybe as a result of that down the road, Maybe you'll find yourself in a position where you find that sponsorship, but don't go looking for it. It doesn't exist. So I answered that question by saying you need to become your own sponsor. You need to, or not your own sponsor, you have to market yourself like a product. I think every one of us have the ability in every community that we're in out there, big or small, small town, you know, if you want a big city, it doesn't matter. We all have the ability to find ourselves on in competition where we want to go and where we want to compete through our communities at large. We just have to be able to swallow that pride a little bit, right? Because we're always afraid to ask. And I'm not, no, before you guys even think about it, I'm not suggesting some type of like, 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 what are they, like a, like, what do they call that? Like, uh, oh, what's that platform? You, you need money. You say you're going to open up, uh, you know, oh shit, I can't remember now you know what I'm talking about, where people can Venmo you the money or PayPal you the money or, you know, give them your code and that kind of thing. Or you put together like a, a page that you need help and people can send money to you. I can't even remember what the hell name of it is. That's how much I don't, I don't deal with that shit. Never want to, but you guys know what I'm saying. So unless, and I, I'm not saying you're going to do that because that would be just, first off, it's unethical. It's not unethical. I guess it's, it's just dirty. It's just, Come on, put a little work into it, right? Don't just throw it out there like, hey, I need a cup of coffee today. Will somebody give me the money? Don't go looking for handouts. Sell yourself as a product. And so what I told this guy was, listen, if you're going to market a product, then market a product. Put together a PDF of yourself and maybe some of the accomplishments that you had in whatever sport it is that you are a part of. 
I'm a strong man. I've been a strong man for 10 years, or I've competed in this show, this show, and this show. I won this show. I won this show, came in second at this show. I'm considered one of the top ranked athletes in my class. You can embellish a little bit, add a little fluff behind it. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't lie about it and say something you're not. I mean, if, if I feel like I'm one of the better people in my class to compete, then I'm going to tell people that. I mean, you got to believe it also when you're selling yourself. So create some type of flyer with that on there, something you can send to people through an email, right? It's got some pictures of you competing. It tells you a little bit about your bio and your backstory, maybe how you fell in love with the sport, how you're looking for, you know, to get to different places within the sport. And then you say, this is how you can help. Maybe you can even create a small video, just a, a one minute reel, right? We all know how to do that. I think most of us do. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Create a reel of some of your accomplishments, some of your podiums, you know, standing on the podium or some of your events that you've competed in and, and put together a reel of that and then have you self-commentating it. This was me at this event. This was me at this event. I could really use your help getting to where my next event's going to be or I can really use your help getting to Strongman Nationals. I can really use your help getting to uh, Central States or USAs or whatever it is that you're doing in, in any of your sports. But you have to market yourself. And I promise you, if you believe in yourself like you should, and you believe you should be at these places, when you talk to these people and you reach out to your community, maybe you pound the pavement a little bit. You walk into these stores and these shops, or maybe you talk to some people that you're friends with, your friends' friends are with, and they give you an email or some way to contact these people, strangers or other. If you're confident and you believe in yourself, it shouldn't be hard for you to talk to these people and just be honest with them and say, listen, I'm a nationally qualified athlete. I'm working really hard right now to get to the next level. I can sure use your help. If you, if you could donate $20 to my my fund or whatever you want to call it, $20 to my you know my travel, if you could help donate maybe whatever it is you're looking for. Most people aren't going to turn you down. Matter of fact, most people are going to have no problem giving you 10 or 20 bucks. And get that I didn't say 100. I didn't say 150. I think that's the problem a lot of guys and gals make is they think they're going to go into these people and say, boy, I got a $1,000 trip. I'm just going to find five people to give me $200. Listen, if you're going about it that way, God bless you. I hope you know five people are willing just to give you $200 to take a trip to you know, Austin, Texas, or take a trip to Miami, Florida, so you can compete in a show for four days. Good luck with that. I, I, I wish I had a few people that would give me that kind of money to go compete. But you're going to be better off, and it's going to be easier for you to find people that are going to give you 10 or 20, 30 bucks. Maybe you don't even ask them. Maybe say any donation. any Anything that you could give me would be much appreciated. And you'll find when you say it like that, and what you presented to them resonates with them because you're showing these people that you're working hard and you're really trying to do better in the sport that you're a part of and you've done really well and put in the work to that point. A lot of them are going to give you what they can give you. And you'll be surprised. If you ask for 20, you might just get 20. But if you say any amount of money that you can help me with to get to my next stop, that USS Nationals, that Strongman Corp Nationals, that Arnold Classic, wherever it may be, they're going to give you what they can give you, and you'll be surprised how much that might be in some cases. So don't cut yourself short either. But you have to market yourself, and you have to sell yourself. And some people are better at that than others, but it's not hard to do if you believe in what you're doing and you believe in yourself because that resonates with people. They pick up on that energy. They pick up on that vibe, and they want to help you. Trust me, they do. There's not a guy that could come up to me tomorrow Anywhere that I would be and say, hey, I'm working my ass off in the sport I'm in. Take this, will you? Check it out. Uh, you know, Let me know what you think. And the next time I run into you, if you could help me or support me, boy, I'd really appreciate you for it. I'd really love it if, if maybe I, uh, you could get behind me a little bit because I won't be able to do it without you. Everybody's got the capability of getting that job done. And if it's just one show you're looking for, and maybe in the beginning it is, it's just one show at a time, these people will be there time and time again for you, especially if you come back from that show and you say, hey, Bill, John, Susie, Joni, check this out. I had a great time at USS Nationals. I kicked ass. I only came in 10th place, but I'm putting my all into it again next year. I appreciate your support. I hope you'll be there next year when I'm ready to go back. 
And I guarantee you these people will be there for you and they'll be ready to give you maybe even more to help your cause. Because not only are they behind you or we're behind you, but now you've brought them into your story and they want to see your success. And I think that's the best thing about our communities. No matter how tough the times get out there, we all want to live vicariously through somebody else's success. Or we want to be a small part of it and say, man, that Bill, he worked his ass off. You heard he won Strongman Nationals last year. Yeah, I helped him get there. Yeah, I, I, I helped him out with some money. And a lot of people in our community did, and we're very proud of him. That's the way this works, guys. If you're looking to get to these places and you're having difficulty affording them, sell yourself to your communities. I know everybody puts in the hard work. I know everybody out there wants to get further, and sometimes they're limited because they just don't have the resources to go and travel and compete. If you can get your communities behind you out there, I promise you, you'll get to more places than you would otherwise. Uh, and that's what I told my friend when he reached out to me about that. And I, I'm going to check in with him. I'll make sure he's getting that done. I have a feeling he will. He's that kind of guy. But there's an opportunity here for all of us because, man, I, you don't have to tell me, it gets expensive. It gets so expensive traveling to competitions. I'm literally going to War of the North this weekend up in Traverse City for one night. One night. And uh, God bless you, George. I'd be up there no matter what. If I'd have to sell a kidney, I'd be up there. But even one night in Traverse City, the, the four-hour drive, the hotel overnight, you know, the, the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner. I mean, I'm going to be four or five hundred dollars into a one-night trip, into a show, and uh, it's <laughs> listen, that's not uncommon anymore. If you're traveling outside of three or four hours of home, if you plan on staying overnight, uh, it's a few hundred bucks. And we all know it's to think about doing that more than maybe one or two or three times a year. It's tough. And now all of a sudden, you want to go to a place like Nationals or you want to go cross-country to compete, it's that much more tough because things get exponentially more and more or cost more and more money uh, to do that. And uh, this is just one way of getting it done. So I encourage everybody out there to sell themselves. I, I got on that affiliate program rant in the beginning of that because I'm just not a fan of that, guys. And I, I see a lot of people fall into that trap. Like that's going to be some type of solution to some of their problems. And oftentimes they're grabbing a hold of any affiliate program they can because they think it's, you know, they think it's going to make them money. Uh, anybody out there that's listening to this, that's got an affiliate program story, I'd love to hear it. And if there's anybody out there listening to this that's had some tremendous success in this affiliate stuff, I'd like to hear that as well. Because I, I would find it hard to believe there's, there's more than a handful of you out there out of hundreds of people that listen to this show that are part of affiliate programs. I don't, I don't believe it um, because it, it, it's not set up for your success. It's set up for the company's success. Uh, you know, and God bless all you companies out there that do that. I'm not knocking you. I have one affiliate program that I do myself, and you guys may hear about it or you may not. It's, I believe in the product. It's, it's, it's Dr. Nathan Bryan's uh, nitric oxide product through nitric pharmaceuticals. Um, I love that company, but I believe in it and I use the product. Uh, you know, I, I don't plan on making any money off that. I plan on maybe saving myself 10 or 20 bucks when I go buy the product again. And again, there's nothing wrong with being a part of an affiliate program if it's about your own consumption. But if you're using it outside of that and you think you're going to monetize from it, uh, you're really not going to do that. You're not. I thought one of the biggest uh, and best affiliate programs that I ever saw in the company's favor was Axe and Sledge does their $50,000 giveaway every year. And I love Axe and Sledge, by the way. Not knocking them. Some of you out there are going to, oh, shit. I know, I, know some, I know one guy in particular is like, don't talk about my sponsor. Listen, I love Axe and Sledge. They had a $50,000 giveaway for body transformation. They had thousands and thousands of people enter this. And each one of them got their own affiliate code, by the way. Thousands of them. I don't even know how many thousands. Thousands for sure. Tens of thousands, maybe. And they gave them all their own affiliate code. And oh, by the way, they noted... It's not mandatory to buy our product, but it probably would do you well to, to use our product in your transformation. But oh, by the way, if you get other people hooked on the product and start using it, we'll give you 10% of that sale and we'll put it towards the money you're going to spend with us. <laughs> I mean, God damn, that's a beautiful affiliate program. No wonder these guys live in the houses that they do, right? It's listen, and I'm not knocking them. It's, it's, Corporate America, man, this is the way this stuff works. If it resonates with people or they think they're getting value from it, they're going to do it. 
And boy, I thought, man, that is a perfect affiliate program because there was a ton of money there that just sort of cycled right back into the company. And, and again, that's just business. That's big business. That's good business. I'm not knocking it. But it didn't, it didn't help the people out like they thought it was going to. Now, mind you, a lot of them got in shape. And I guess you can argue all the other intangibles that took place during this transformation that helped people indirectly. But you get what I'm saying, guys. These affiliate programs are are not they're not going to get you to where you want to go. They're just going to help you with your own consumption. Um, and then if you're looking for a way to get yourself into a position that you can sponsor yourself or try to get your community around sponsoring you, um, which is ultimately meaning you're not spending your own money to some degree, you'll be surprised how many people want to be a part of that because they want to be a part of your story too. And I encourage all of you to kind of throw together your own ideas because you know what works best in your own communities. But I would say it's a two or three step process. Create the real, create your PDF, be able to hand somebody something, put it in their hand about who you are and your story, be able to follow up with them if possible. Or the email thing works really well too. If you have a, a list of emails of people, family, and friends, and you're reaching out to people, can I get your email? Can I send you a PDF? Can I send you a real? Generally, people aren't going to not give you their email. They certainly are. Uh, and if you can just get that email, then you can send them your real. You can send them a little PDF and a thank you for listening to you. You can really appreciate your support. Try to cover it from all angles. Pound the pavement at night. If you're hanging out at a local pub some night, go in there one night, put a shirt on, a strongman shirt, get in a conversation with a bunch of guys at the bar, uh, a bunch of friends and a bunch of locals and say, yeah, I'm competing. Yeah, you compete in strongman. I'm wearing my Gray Lake strongman shirt right now. If I walked around town in this tonight, I'd get 30 people stop me and ask me, are you a strongman? That's my opportunity to get in a conversation with them. Yeah, I'm a strong man. By the way, I'm, I'm going to USS Nationals. At least I'm trying. I'm looking for some community, community to support or community to support me. Would you be interested in helping me out to get there? I'm not asking for a lot. Whatever you can give me, five bucks, two bucks, three bucks, 10 bucks. Could I send you an email? Can I send you an email with my Venmo on it? Can I send you this or that? You don't have to tell them Venmo, right? Just send them an email and have a link to it. Just check it out. Let me know. I could appreciate anything you can do for me. You will be shocked, guys, on the type of money that you'll be able to put together to get you to these events. Now, I will say this, and I probably don't even have to say it. Make sure you do the right thing. You better follow through. and You better get to that competition because you want to keep these people involved in the process. By the way, Billy, Sue, Tammy, Tommy, man, I'm 50% of the way there. I appreciate your help. I'm almost there. I appreciate your help. Keep them in the loop. You know, make them a part of that process. Don't ever make them scratch their head and go, man, I wonder what that, that kid did with our money. Did he ever go to that show? Did he ever do anything? You don't ever put that in somebody's head or make them start thinking like that. Make them be a part of your story or put them in as a part of your story if they're reaching out to support you and uh, follow through with your commitment. And maybe more you will follow through with your commitments if you have other people's money that are getting you, getting you there. I know in this community, uh, a lot of people like to talk themselves out of stuff at the last minute. That'll give you more reason to, uh, you know, stay true to your commitment. Anyhow, I had another question, but I'm going to, I'm going to, it was a comment and I'm going to throw this out here to you guys right now. I'm not going to say anything about it till next week though, because this is a good one. If I wanted, uh, if I wasn't so short, I'd have given Strongman a try. But when you're five foot seven, 285 pounds, it's kind of pointless. I got that DM from somebody the other day. I want everybody to kind of stew on that for a minute because I know we've all got some ideas about that, and I do too. Uh, we know what we want to say to this guy, right? And uh, I'm going to put that up on my DM, or excuse me, on my Instagram, and I'm going to ask for your comments back because I want to motivate this individual. I don't want to make fun of him. I want to motivate him uh, because we've all got a few anecdotal stories that can go with that. Uh, and we also know some short people, <laughs> not just in the strongman community, but let's just stick with the strongman community that competed at a very high level. And I want you guys to chime in about that because there's a lot more out there than I know. And I know we all have some, uh, we have some words for this guy because we want to encourage him to get into the sport, to have fun with it and uh, choose it and choose to compete in it like we all did. Uh, which had nothing to do with how big we were, right? So maybe I'll throw that up. That'll be kind of a question on top of a question, question on top of a, a comment kind of thing, and just see what you guys' comments will be back to me. 
But in any case, I think I'll end the show right there today. Uh, we got a lot going on. And uh, I've got a lot of events coming up, of course, as well that I'm going to be talking about throughout the week. I'll probably do another show on Monday because I want to catch up on a lot of things that are going on out there uh, when it comes to events because, boy, there's a lot of them. And I'm actually going to participate in a few of them as well uh, in the Great Lakes community. Uh, so your Fit Jack and, Jack, Jack and Stacks portion of this. I'll do uh, on a separate podcast this week because I want to talk a little bit about more of the local Great Lakes scene as well. And uh, I'll have some fun doing that. Probably on Monday or Tuesday, fill you guys in about what is going on out there, including what I'm going to be doing and some of the things that we're going to be participating in that we want to encourage all of you uh, to participate in as well. So with that said, um, I will leave you guys uh, with those thoughts and all that rambling I did today. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, Stay tuned and stay strong.